following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers who do that will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number three on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, this dude can book with the best of them. He's a great producer. Big name guest after big name guest. We have to turn people down. There's a demand. It's like a hot restaurant. You have to wait for your table. I'm going to give you one of those buzzers that go off, and then you think you can stop it, and you're asking people, where's this button to stop the buzzer? Clayton Safey will join us in a moment from the Wolverine.com. We've talked about the Lions. Unbelievable performance by that defense. Where was it against Seattle? Minus two offensive linemen. Just how they were getting after it on D. And yeah, Goff took some hits. He wasn't spectacular in the second half, but I'm like, you're down two offensive linemen. Hopefully there's a plan with Dan Campbell and his staff because they got the short week. They're in Green Bay on Thursday night at Lambeau. Lions need to win that. It's like two games. You're playing your conference opponents. You have to win. The Bears and the Vikings are in total disarray. Vikings still can score points, but they can't stop anybody. And the Bears are, you can already predict that that coaching staff is gone. Done. I don't know if they'll survive the year. But when you get GMs and presidents afraid to admit a mistake, you live with what are your Chicago Bears right now. Minnesota still has weapons. It's not a gimme game. Chargers, Staley, their coach, a lot of pressure there. Saw the pressure on Ryan Day. That Notre Dame-Ohio State game was fantastic. Deion Sanders got silenced by what Oregon did to prime. The timing of the Pac-12. Now, granted, all these quarterbacks aren't going to be coming to the Big Ten. Panix. Junior from Washington, Caleb Williams, USC, more than likely in the NFL next year. But as I talk with Tim Stout about the Michigan State situation, I this is there as a low point in Spartan football history. 
and you don't know what lies ahead, who the head coach will be, who will want the job. Remember, they had no takers when they had to settle on Mel Tucker, who was sub-500 at Colorado. Who wants to walk into this? Knowing you're going to be in a conference that's adding Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC. Mm. And you already have to deal with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. You're Michigan State, what do you do? I really think if the Spartan fans are smart, they're not going to go to the message board and think every single big name or hot assistant on a big program is going to come to East Lansing. It's not going to happen. They were close with Luke Fickle, but his wife didn't want to make the move. But she chose to go to Madison, Wisconsin. You can do your own math. So what do you do? You're Michigan State. More than likely, Mel Tucker will be terminated tomorrow. And there's a portal for 30 days where all the players can transfer. All of them. Every single player. Now four games in, players are eligible to not play again, and they can take a red shirt. And you got recruits you're trying to hold on to. And you're going to wonder if your fan base, once the weather changes, and it's not 80 where you can tailgate, will anybody show up outside of parents? This is a state of Michigan State football. And it's because of lack of leadership and all Alan Haller had to do. But remember, Mel Tucker was his hire. Once he found out there was a hearing set in a Title IX complaint, he knew was active going back to December of 2022. He should have suspended Mel Tucker. He had the right per Michigan State policy and per Mel Tucker's contract. He didn't do it. They tried to get by and think nobody would find out about this or get to the end of the season. And now because it's in season and they are firing him and the transfer portal opens up and you have recruits not knowing who the next coach will be and you have current players who are saying, wait a minute, I'm going to take a red shirt. You can see this season at best. The only two games they could win would be Nebraska at home or at Indiana. That's best case scenario. I don't think there's a win left on the schedule. And what if, for the sake of this conversation. What if they are ravaged by the transfer portal or guys wanting a red shirt? This isn't on Bill Simonson and any of you who want to blame me can just stick it. You can. It's leadership. It's your board of trustees. It is. Every single root of an issue lies in this university thinking they could handle it themselves without being proactive. Every single sensitive issue they've had. As I said last hour, I'm just the messenger. When Tim Stout does 15 minutes on everything, he's the messenger, and he's a local Lansing TV guy, and he's a local Lansing sports radio talk show host on our affiliate, The Game 730 AM. Every weekday morning at 10 a.m., same station that carries a huge show, Tate Delayed, weeknights at 6. It's you, the Michigan State fan, you, the Michigan State supporter, you, the Michigan State family. 
that you need to step up and tell your university you expect better. And stop the dream that you're going to land a big coach. Take Tony Anise. Take Creighton from Eastern Michigan. Take a guy who's going to be there for 10 years, who's connected to the state of Michigan, not just Michigan State. That's what you need to do. That's my huge opinion. And this dream list and your message board mafia members, like, hey, we're going to get every big-name coach. Look who you had to settle on last time because there were no takers. Well, Luke Fickle was close. And you set the bar that you've told potential coaches you're willing to pay $9.5 million to have a guy not win a championship or a division title. All you had to do was suspend him when the hearing was set, back in July. There would have been a new cycle in August about it, and then back on the first game. And then people waiting for this case to be settled or exonerate itself, however it would have worked out. And I'm talking Mel Tucker exonerate himself. Instead, it's still on the spin cycle. But blame Bill Simonson. No matter of fact, if you go back and look at what I said, I've actually been spot on on where this was going. But nobody wanted to listen. You thought, what? Oh, you're going to threaten my advertisers. You're going to threaten uh, my job. That, that was your answer to this. Instead of being proactive and demanding your university leadership be better, demanding answers from Alan Heller. Well, we can't talk. It's Title IX. It's sensitive. Really? Is that why Jones Day, a law firm, was hired to investigate possible leaks? But blame Bill Simonson. Blame anybody who doesn't agree with you that this story is beating a dead horse, that there's nothing there. Really? When he's fired, transfer portal, red shirts, recruits, wondering what coach will step up and take this if there is a taker. No, the way to follow this path isn't to go to the assistant. It's to go to a man who's been a head coach who has led other men. A guy who can create a culture that Michigan State fans will be proud of for decades. No, what type of recruits to bring in and know how to create a system where they're part of a great culture because the Michigan State fan base is awesome and Michigan State fans and Spartan Stadium on game day. That's the type of coach that they need. Not an assistant that, hey, we hope he's the next Ryan Day. No. Somebody who's been a head coach, who has made tough decisions, who knows how to hold players accountable, who will demand that leadership at that university changes in terms of transparency, protocol, and culture inside leadership. That the Board of Trustees doesn't act like the U.S. Senate, both sides of the aisle. That's what Michigan State needs. Oh, they need a new president. They've been trying the, uh, the president cycle since Nasser. And any president that wants to buck the system, they get the board of trustees cannon pointing right at them 
and they decide I'm getting out while the getting's good, that I'm not going to be the fall guy. That's where Michigan State is at. Blame Bill Simons. Any of you that want to say, oh, we're going to go to your advertisers. No, I'm not anti-Michigan State. I'm not. Matter of fact, if you lined up guests I put on this show, I have a lot of Michigan State connections. This is you, the people. The lifeblood of Michigan State are the families who send their kids there, alums who donate, Spartan fans who fill the Breslin and fill Spartan Stadium, who wear your gear. You are the lifeblood to that university, not the leadership in their green and white tower or not the board of trustees. You are the foundation of that university. And outside of John L. Smith and Bobby Williams when the fans were clearing out, I find this to be even deeper because John L. and Bobby Williams were just bad head coaches. This is about atrocious leadership again. about not doing the right thing, about not protecting the university and all the greatness that is associated with it. All the fantastic Ken Sanders, Thomas Sachs, people I know who are just great. Mark and Cindy Rasmus, and I can go down the list of great Spartan fans who would do anything for that school, send their kids to school there, who support him, who show up at a Steve Smith golf outing that turns into a Sean Respert outing to any outing. They shouldn't be penalized because leadership can't get their head out of their rears and the Michigan State Board of Trustees act like they have absolute power. And come at me, that Michigan State fan who's hiding behind a fake name on a message board or on your Twitter account and threaten my livelihood because you're exactly why Michigan State can't get out of that deep end that they're treading water and now they're drowning once again. And I listened to Tim Stout from Lansing. What what did he say, 54 years? TV, radio, in Lansing. Lay the hammer on MSU. But you just want to... You are so locked in on Michigan, Michigan State, and because Michigan is number two in the country, because Michigan football had a guy on the sideline for cheeseburgers and you tried to compare this to Mel Tucker? Are you kidding me? And it wasn't just cheeseburgers. They actually had a Zoom with a kid who was sick during covid And you're going to compare it to Mel Tucker? Those who think that way, you are part of the problem. Those who want to threaten my advertisers or my job, that you will go there. That there are places and businesses who will say, hey, I saw a tweet. Do you know their name? 
I had a situation like this where someone sent a complaint about how I was handling the Michigan State situation, did not sign their name, did not give an address or a return phone number, and I actually had somebody say, hey, just I'm just a messenger. This is what we got. Superfly knew how I responded. Stick it. If you're a business and someone comes at you about something that was said on Twitter and you don't know the real name, you don't know where that person's from, you don't know who actually sent that, how can you put any stock into it? Well, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. No. No. That's the power of the social networks that at times is running this country and running stories. And the message boards are great when they're debating their team or talking about whether we should be in a prevent or blitz more. That's what they were meant for. But my God, the way people lined up coming after me, what did I do in East Lansing? What did I do connected to this story? That I was making nine and a half million dollars and I'd be so stupid to walk down that path. Regardless of what you think of the alleged victim. That I'm Michigan State that after what we went through as a school. That if if the Walk went right off the path one half step. I'd lay the hammer if I'm Alan Haller or anybody on the board of trustees or in charge at Michigan State. Well, you got to, you don't know everything. That's all I hear. No, no. David Gregory, lawyer, sports agent, NFLPA certified with Bull Rush Sports in studio the day after the Mel Tucker story broke. What'd he say? MSU policy says that they could suspend anybody when a Title IX complaint is filed. Oh, but, you know, it's got to be fair. Oh, it could be discrimination. Really? Alan Haller is an African-American AD. Mel Tucker is an African-American head coach. Somebody explain the discrimination here someplace. Okay, can you? I've just had it. I've had it with the people in this new comparison. Well, Harbaugh was suspended, and so was Mel Tucker. No. God, are you kidding me? Well, what about that doctor at Michigan? Oh, no, 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 what does that have to do with this? It's a Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. That thing will come up, weddings. You're going to have a baby born at the hospital, and all of a sudden you go, that's little, look, that's little Jacob right there. In the maize and blue hat, who's the kid with the green and white hat on? As soon as the massive number of Michigan State fans decide they want better inside leadership at their school, that's the only time you will see change. Keep blaming me. Keep blaming other people in the media. You going to blame Tim Stout for telling the truth from Lansing? You know, you know the footballs it takes to tell the truth in Lansing? You get to those college towns. I've been there. I've lived there. Clayton Safey is going to join us coming up from the Wolverine.com. We'll get the latest. His thoughts on the win over Rutgers. Look ahead 
to Nebraska. Safey will check in after this network T.O. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Each season, A.J. Hinch addresses his team on the day they are officially eliminated from contention. But this year's message was a little more hopeful. Hinch says he told his team he's never been more encouraged to be a Tiger with the direction this team is headed. The Tigers were eliminated with eight games left on the schedule. A.J. asked his team to think back over the season and whether there was a game or two each month they could have won that would have put them in contention this final week. There's been a lot of hard work by everyone, players, coaches, training staff, to get this team better. Hint says the next step, the challenge he gave to players, what will you do this offseason to get better? So next year we can talk about getting ready for the postseason this final week. Hint says he really hopes this is the last elimination speech he has to give for a long time. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice to laugh. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. We're the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guest. Superfly tells me that Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com will join us in a moment. Michigan, Nebraska on Saturday. Wolverines 4-0, number two in the country. 
Like I said in my opening, huge opinion. I'm glad Ohio State won because it keeps the Michigan game bigger for Michigan and the rest of the Big Ten. It does. You want Notre Dame winning that if you're a, a Big Ten fan of any school. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Happy Monday. Thanks for having me. Yeah, back at you. You agree with me? I, I really was rooting for Ohio State to win that game because it just keeps Michigan in the Big Ten even on a, a, a bigger scale, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I can definitely see that. Um, you know, I think a lot of Michigan fans are probably just rooting against Ohio State because they don't like them very much, probably less than, than they like Notre Dame, which isn't much either. Um, but from a standpoint of, I mean, I know Notre Dame has some tough games still to go, but Notre Dame could have, you know, and they, maybe they still could, but steal a bit from one of these Big Ten teams. So let's say you do have one loss. Let's say you don't win the Big Ten championship. Then, uh, you know, you would still have a chance to get in the playoff like Ohio State did last year, unless a team like Notre Dame comes in there and, and uh, is in position. So I agree with you. I, I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. And when you watch that game from, if you're a Penn State fan or Michigan fan, I think you're probably thinking that Ohio State doesn't look, you know, like a total world beater. And I know they hadn't before that, but a further validation maybe that they still have kind of a ways to go as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I look at Ohio State and they had, you know, if they don't come back and win, there would have been a lot of people screaming about lack of offense, creativity, not utilizing Marvin Harrison Jr. The quarterback play isn't as strong, maybe the weakest. You've seen it in a long time with the Buckeyes, but they got the W on the road. That's a major uh, victory. When you look at Penn State and what they did to Iowa, when you look at the rest of the Big Ten, it really seems like the big three right now and then everybody else. Yeah, it really does. Those are the only three teams from the Big Ten that are in the top 25, and they're all in the top six. And you know, Penn State, I think, has been really impressive here in the early going, especially the defense. And you could say that really about all three of Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, that the defenses are probably their best units at that point. And it's not the craziest thing to say, you know, for Penn State or Michigan, but for Ohio State, that hasn't been the case in a long time. So I, I think they've really made some good improvements there defensively. Like you said, the quarterback play with Kyle McCord, um, you know, it looks a little bit shaky at times. And, uh, you know, I know that he's a first-year starter and every start is like gold for him, you know, in terms of experience. So by the time that he has to play Penn State and Michigan. Um, I don't know the exact date of the Ohio State-Penn State game, but, you know, he's going to have more starts under his belt and he's going to have more experience because you probably could have said the same thing about J.J. McCarthy in week four last year, his first year as a starter. He had a, a little bit of a rough game up and down against Maryland, if you remember. So there's still time to go there, but uh, right now it just feels like those teams are, are pretty darn even and they're all kind of working through their own their own things to improve early on in the year. So. Uh, I don't want to, you know, wish anything away, but it's going to be really, really fun once, you know, they get that little mini round robin going in uh, in the matter of about a month span, and, and we see these teams match up against each other. All right, before we get to Michigan and Nebraska and the first road game, uh, your thoughts on the Rutgers game and the first four games, and uh, what are you pleased about when it comes to Michigan, and uh, what still needs to get. Uh, taken care of before they face the big boys on their schedule? Yeah, I mean, I think the defense as a whole has been really, really good. You know, you've even been shorthanded most of the time in the back end with some injuries in the secondary, and they got both Rob Moore and Will Johnson back last week, so that's a positive. 
Um, in the Rutgers game specifically, you allow a 69-yard touchdown on the third play from scrimmage, a, a big play. Uh, then you go three and out on offense, and then you get a stop on defense, but they have a 75-yard punt down to the six, and you're down 7 nothing. Uh, and it just kind of felt like, okay, this is going to be one of those, you know, weird games, or you know, Michigan just hasn't settled in yet. And then they go on a 96 or 94-yard drive to uh, to score a touchdown. I thought that that was a nice response from Michigan there. Um, and you know, that Rutgers defense is is solid, I would say. Um, but you know, I, I, they still have a lot to work on. They've won all their games by 24 points or more, uh, but the competition has been. You know, pretty weak compared to some, you know, what other teams have played. So I think you still got to build cohesiveness on the offensive line. I mean, you're, you're rotating in right now, three tackles. You're moving one guy from the left side to the right side as part of that rotation. So he's playing both in Carson Barnhart. Um, I think the pass rush could be a little bit better at this point. They, they've had to blitz a, a little bit more than you would have thought against some of these teams. Not that they had to, but they have. Um, so I think that's something to watch. As well, maybe the you know some of the defensive back play at corner, uh, other than Will Johnson, you want to see some guys step up a little bit more in those roles. But really, at this point, um, you know they've done everything they've needed to do. They've weathered a couple of early season injuries. Uh, the pass game looks improved. The run game seems like it's coming along a little bit. And uh, you know, if you, if you remember the last couple of years with this Michigan program, they, hit, they didn't really hit its stride uh, until kind of these early Big Ten season road games. It was at Wisconsin was kind of the coming out party two years ago. And then last year it was kind of that game at Iowa. And then you had a home game in mid-October against Penn State where you beat a top-10 team, and then you kind of roll from there. So I think they're still kind of ready to or poised to kind of have that game where they really have everything clicking at once. And, uh, you know, because we know this team's capable, but I, I just think that they're kind of waiting for it all to come together. I see on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board that Michigan is an early 18-point road favorite at Nebraska. Man. Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska's an interesting team. I mean, they uh, – and it was funny listening to Matt Rule today, their head coach in his first year, and he was saying that they're trying to build the program on very similar characteristics that Michigan has built theirs. Um, you know, winning – the last couple of Big Ten championships behind, you know, a physical team that runs the ball, stops the run. And that's really what stands out about this Nebraska team that Michigan's going to face on Saturday. They're number two in the country in run defense. Um, they're right up there rushing offense. I can't remember exactly what it is. I think they're number six. Uh, they run the option a lot. They got this new quarterback who's come in, uh, Heinrich Harburg, right out of Nebraska, just perfect name as well, uh, who's, who's running the ball really well, can't throw as well, but um, so it's going to be a physical game again. You know, Nebraska is going to be a tough environment. All the guys from Michigan that we've talked to that played in that game two years ago in Lincoln, we're, we're saying just how much excitement there is in the locker room to get back out there. Um, but I, I think we could see another similar type of game where I don't think Nebraska's offense is going to do a ton against Michigan. But uh, And maybe you can say what the over-under is in that, on the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, too. But I do think that, that the, the defense is going to test Michigan's offense again, kind of like Rutgers did a little bit. So that'll be you know kind of interesting to see how they handle that on the road. I think it's respect to the Michigan defense while you're seeing the big point spread at minus 18, that, that Michigan defense outside of one big play dominating again. Yeah, they did. And I, I thought, yeah, yeah, it was you know well under 200 yards after that big play that they allowed to Rutgers. I thought that, you know, the run defense has just been 
fantastic. I mean, nobody can run on this team right now. So that, that'll be interesting, too. With Nebraska, they bring a little bit of a different threat with their option, like I said. And, um, you know, maybe they'll be able to get something going or, or Michigan will have to make some adjustments. So it'll, it'll be a, a decent test for this Michigan defense. And then, uh, you know, I just don't see Nebraska throwing much in this game or having much success through the air either. But, um, you know, the, this Michigan defense has been – pretty you know pretty solid you think of some of the early points they gave up in the non-conference it was all in the fourth quarter against the backups i mean the starters have only allowed one touchdown and it was that one big play against Rutgers. so it's it's pretty much so far so good and you're seeing the front seven i think especially stand out where they're really really solid at the point of attack and they're getting in there and, and there's just no room to run against these guys and i'm looking at the DraftKings sportsbook app big board over under is only 40 in that Michigan-Nebraska. There you go. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you know, you kind of look at it, and I, I don't really see where Nebraska is going to be able to put up any points. Maybe they do need a big play like Rutgers had. But, you know, they, they just seem one-dimensional to me right now. There's also a question about who's going to start at quarterback. Harburg came out of the game late last week and didn't return. Jeff Sims, their original starter, who really, really struggled in the first couple games, uh, is also banged up, might be able to practice tomorrow, Matt Rule said. So I think uh, I think it's going to be a big challenge for the Nebraska offense against this Michigan defense. And I think, you know, on the other side, Michigan will be tested probably defensively as, as good as they have been this year, which isn't saying a ton. But, uh, you know, probably a, a tough physical game that could be, you know, on the lower scoring end. And, uh, and, you know, one of those games where it might be tight for a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then you kind of are able to pull away. Yeah, I was thinking Michigan goes in there and wins 27-7, you know, 27-6, right. couple field goals, something like that. I, I do I really like Michigan's defense. I know they gave up the big play, and that was kind of just a, a freak collision. And, you know, they hit one, and so be it. But then Michigan got the wake-up call and dominated right. uh, the rest of the way. Uh, who are some names that are emerging? And as we get to bigger games, and I don't know if I'd call – Nebraska big game, but it will be interesting to see Michigan on the road for the first time. That's always a curiosity uh, point in their season. But who are some of the names emerging that you think uh, become big game contributors for Harbaugh? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think there are a few on, on each side of the ball. I think J.J. McCarthy's. you're really starting to see who his go-to targets are. And number one is Roman Wilson, who's wearing number one now which has a, a storied you know, history, obviously, at Michigan, going back to Anthony Carter and a, and a bunch of different guys. And I, I just think the way he's running his routes, and he's always at the speed, but just the precision now that he has. And, I mean, go back and watch some of his bigger catches. I mean, he has just been uh, really, really tough to handle for opposing defensive backs. So I think he's taken a huge step forward. I think he's going to continue to lead Michigan in receiving. And then Colston Loveland at, at the tight end spot. Is coming off of his best game in a Michigan uniform, 75 yards. Uh, they ran a nice trick play to him, a fake reverse flea flicker, and he was wide open after he was fake blocking and had a diving catch as well for a 33-yard gain. So I think you're starting to see that J.J. is really going to start to find him. And then on defense, um, you know, I've been really impressed with, you know, not the, the edge rush group overall, but I think they've been they've been okay and, and, you know, pretty darn good, I guess I guess you could say, but – Maybe not a lead at this point, but I think Jalen Harrell in his senior year, number 32, has taken a really big step forward. We saw him in on some huge plays two weeks ago against Bowling Green. He had the pressure on the one interception and then forced a fumble, strip sack 
right on the next drive. Uh, he, he seems to be one of their tone setters, as Jim Harbaugh's calling him. So he's someone that maybe got overlooked, I think, in the offseason coming in, but he's having a really big start to the season. So uh, in the Big Ten season is really when you start to see over these next few weeks who those guys are going to be that Michigan can really rely on throughout the rest of the way. Um, so, you know, excited to see more guys kind of step up in that way. Clayton Safey, he steps up every day at TheWolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. We're not going to cast him aside during another epic season. Superfly would just casually (laughs) say, hey, we haven't had Clayton on lately. (laughs) Yeah, he's back, and he's better than ever. Sea Dog is in the house. What? I was suspended for a couple weeks, you know. You were. He tried to buy buy Superfly cheeseburgers. That's right. No, no. Doesn't cut it on the show. I I love Harbaugh. Harbaugh, it is you know what he did during his you know three game suspension and working the chain gang and talking about forgetting you know snacks and then uh, and then he said you know at home what were you doing and said his wife got the YouTube channel and I can watch like 150 games. He's, I know it's funny. A guy that makes seven million or whatever he makes a year, which he probably should be making more. That's a whole different discussion. He just went from Directv to YouTube TV because he wanted to cut on some costs. I guess his wife did. So yeah, uh, yeah that, cut, this is kind of the way he is. Cut the corners. Yeah. Speaking of uh, contract, uh, we had a, a few Michigan listeners ask here in the last five minutes, "What is the status of Harbaugh's deal? How you know?" What, what, how many years? Where is he at on it? What's going on there? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it seemed like the, the whole hang-up was giving him even another raise because he got one a year ago from, uh, you know, what, what he was at was this NCAA thing. And maybe they're going to wait till after the hearing, which will come after this season. But, man, uh, you know, when you've gone through what you've gone through the last two off-seasons, with Jim Harbaugh having interest from the NFL and interviewing with NFL teams, I think you want to get this thing wrapped up as soon as you possibly can. Um, so I don't have all the answers on it, but it, it seems like that there is something in the works and that they want to, you know, try to do this, whether it's after an NCAA hearing and, uh, and whatever else, but it, it doesn't make much sense to me if you're Michigan and you know, who knows what side's holding it up. But if you're Michigan, you, you want to get this done as soon as possible. I, you know, Ryan Day just got a raise, I think, last week. Uh, he's got a really tough team down there in Columbus. And, you know, he's up to $10 million a year now. I think, you know, Jim Harbaugh should be making more than that, honestly. And that's kind of what the market seems to be dictating. So I don't think there's any reason why they should hesitate to, to make him one of the higher-paid coaches in the country because it's, it's pretty clear at this point that he deserves it. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. Thank you, my man. Thanks so much. Have a great week. All right, back at you. We'll get your prediction on the Nebraska game later in the week. Wolverines, 18-point road favored on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board over under only at 40. I know a lot of you are saying, oh, I'm going to take the over. I don't know. First road game. I, I, I'm always... Curious how they'll play. Do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, NFL action tonight and two NFL games. I kind of like this Monday night football doubleheader. You got college football later in the week. Uh, What you need to do is get in on the action. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet $5 will get $200 instantly in bonus bets when they use code HUGE after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app 
and also all customers on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. New customers then can bet that $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It is time once again to go inside the leadership locker room with Greg Harris, uh, who joins us here on the huge show across Michigan. And everybody has a game plan in sports, right? You're breaking down the team before you play. Manager is sitting on the bench or the coach in a baseball game, and they all have a plan on how to maximize their efforts. And that comes into play, especially in sales. In sales, yeah. Bill, it's great to be on your show. Thanks for uh, uh, getting me on and your amazing audience but uh, one of my keynotes i really enjoy is very popular is called more at bats and better pitches sales organizations are looking for more opportunities sales opportunities for their salespeople. and my keynote really lays down a lot of rules a lot of opportunities on how to get more at bats and better pitches because we have limited time a salesperson has 24 hours to prospect so i think the more at bats better pitches one of our challenges is being a commodity they put you in that bucket. You don't want to be compared to someone else. You want to stand out and be differentiating. So I give them play-by-play on how to do that. Yeah, play-by-play and more pitches, right? Everything comes into play inside the leadership locker room. If you're interested in Greg uh, helping your business, MaximizeLeadership.com. He'll stop out, talk to your business, MaximizeLeadership.com. And also Sage Advice is his book. Uh, You can find at MaximizeLeadership.com and also wherever uh, you download books. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and Body Armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
We are back wrapping up a Moneyline Monday. Special thanks to Superfly Hayes for his stellar work on this broadcast. Remember, if you missed any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show at any time, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search the huge show where you download podcasts. Tomorrow's broadcast, John Vanderwall. Talk about Miguel Cabrera's career in Detroit, future of the Tigers, and the MLB playoffs. Vandy in studio tomorrow at 5 on the Michigan Sports Network. Big. Bad. Huge.